This is the Business Elite Brevardentition Podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, and get settled in because here's another Rockstar episode featuring the biggest movers, shakers, and industry leaders from the Space Coast of Florida. All right, this is uh, Jesse Hall. We are live in the studio, and man, I am so grateful because in the studio today is a uh, not only a friend, but also someone who, you know, in just the, the circles that I'm involved in has always been an influencer, always a leader, uh, always a partner, somebody that can uh, really help you out. And uh, no matter what you're going through, as far as business is concerned, he always seems to have maybe a solution, maybe maybe just a little bit of guidance. Uh, he always likes to put a little bit of uh, anecdote in your ear uh, and, and help your, your business or whatever situation you're going through. So Joe Riley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, being here, buddy. Great. It's great to be here, Jesse, and I'm, I'm honored to be on the Space Coast podcast. It's really a pleasure and looking forward to having some fun with you. Oh, we're going to have a good time. Um, first of all, for all those that are listening live on Facebook, hello. Uh, there's your, your your camera, Joe. Yeah, hello, gave, everybody. Give everybody a wave. And uh, real quick, you know, please go ahead and share this. Uh, we have, you know, again, I'm, I'm just honored to be able to kick off the show and have somebody of your integrity on here. Uh, we're going to have uh, a really good conversation uh, and and learn. I really want people to learn what you do, why you do it, and so forth. So we'll dive into that. But if you're if you're listening on Facebook, hello once again. Uh, go ahead and give us a share and uh, maybe tell some people about it. Maybe grab some coworkers or some friends. You know, gather around the, the phone or wherever you guys are viewing this at, and uh, and have them tune in as well. So. Uh, Without uh, any further ado, Joe, uh, real quickly, uh, you're with uh, National Drug Screening. That's correct, National Drug Screening. We're located right here in Melbourne, Florida, Mm -hmm. but we actually do business all over the United States, Puerto Rico, and Hawaii. That's a lot of territory to cover. Yeah, a lot of people want us to go international, but we're... we're we're staying in the continent, United States. Yeah, like they say, you know, you, you may want to stay stay in your lane, do do what you know. Focus do, market. That's right. That's right. <laughs> try, you know, it, it's it's good to try to be a McDonald's or you know a, a big uh, global brand, but I think in in what you offer in that service and in, in that 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 industry, it may be really tough to to get out intercontinentally and control the devices, control uh, the product and service. Yeah, well, in our business, which is workplace drug testing and, mm-hmm. and drug testing for individuals, it is tough on an international basis because the laws the laws vary so much from country to country. So in the United States, we have some very clear federal laws on drug testing, which wow. I'm very familiar with. I've been studying them for 25 years. Wow. And in the last 15 years, we've got states in this country that have developed drug testing laws for employers right and we study those on a regular basis also so we don't want to spread ourselves too thin with trying to be international yeah uh because there's consequence to growing too fast or getting out of your lane you know so to speak i think is a popular uh, phrase you know people really want you to stay focused be do what you know yeah absolutely And when I first started in the drug testing business, really I was only in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that was back in 1993. And there, there really wasn't much of an internet back then. Sure. But uh, the internet has enabled our business to become national and to compete also with, with national players. I often call it the great equalizer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and, and I, I suppose it could be, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, absolutely. So uh, how do you feel about the. And again, I'm just kind of jumping into something a little more obscure. How do you deal with the at-home tests? Do you provide those, or are those a competition? How do you feel about those? Well, they're they're a a small competition, and and we really stay out of the at-home market Mm -hmm. because we really feel that a drug test should be done by a professional. Right. And the at-home drug tests, for those that may not know anything about them, they're a screening device, right? And they're reliable if you get a negative result, but they are not reliable if you get a positive result. Oh, I see. And so, when it's not done by a professional, you're leaving out a critical part of a drug test, which is confirming doing a confirmation test 
on a non-negative result to make sure it, it's not a false positive. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, false positives are virtually impossible if the drug testing is done properly. But false positives are very easily obtained on at-home drug tests. Not, not to beat them up or anything. Right. Um, just not our focus at National Drug Screening. Right, because I would imagine your clientele probably deals with more employee-related uh, or even uh, application to employment-related. Yeah, well, our, our focus is uh, very much employment-related, right. but we also have a huge consumer market, and that includes individuals that need a drug test for probation, court-ordered, personal reasons, going awesome. through divorce, child custody, and it also includes parents that may want to drug test their children. Right. And oftentimes it's not just, you know, children at 16, 17, 18. We have parents that drug test their 36-year-old children. <laughs> and so we, we want that drug test to be done right. And, right. and the worst thing that could happen is a parent does a drug test on a child and the parent thinks it's positive And maybe it isn't positive, and now they're taking, you know, they're going berserk on their child, which would not be good. No, that'd be horrible. That'd be horrible. We we don't want any uh, teenager to be be wrongly accused. They they may uh, grow up, uh, you know, resenting their parents for forever, just about. So let let's back up. I want people to kind of get to know more of, of the guy behind the scenes. Sure. Um, t- tell us, you know, with your family and 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 your upbringing. Um, where, sure. where did you grow up? Sure. Well, I actually grew up in New York City. Okay. And um, I stayed in New York City through college and about a year out of college. Very cool. And my upbringing is, is kind of Irish Catholic. Yes. I went to Irish Catholic private high school. I went to, and grammar school, the mm-hmm. Franciscan nuns. Oh, yeah. And in high school, we had the Irish Christian brothers. Oh, yeah. And in college, I had the Jesuit brothers. Jesuits, of, of course. So uh, a lot of my upbringing and dedication, loyalty, ethics comes from that schooling. You know, we, we, and, and for us, I think we've gone over this before. I, I also have a private school background, but it was uh, in South Florida. Okay. And it was uh, the Marianist uh, okay. brothers yeah i've heard of them yeah yeah so uh but yeah we had we had you know a, a dean you know uh oh yeah a sister who you had, was, a, you had a dean of discipline right that's right you know <laughs> cracking the yardstick over your knuckles type thing uh but but in all honesty i now that i look back i almost preferred that absolutely because we did stay regimented you know there was a dress code we we did have a you know some ethics you know combined you know with with morality and and, and, and being being you know uh, religious-based, uh, spiritual-based, church-based, however you may want to call it. Uh, and, I, and I think that lot, that lays a, a foundation, uh, you know, for, yeah. for the rest of your life. In my case, I, I was very fortunate that my parents were able to do that for right. us. And they were lower-middle-class income folks that worked, you know, week-to-week, month-to-month. Yeah. There were no frills. There were, you know, I didn't get a car bought for me when I was 16. <laughs> Uh, but the one thing that they worked very hard was to get us into those private schools. Right. Because they, they know that by providing that, you'll become that better a person, that better of a, uh, a community leader, someone who will have utmost respect for uh, the uh, you know, people surrounding them. So whether it's, you know, your elders or whether it's uh, companions or associates, you, they just know that you're going to be a little bit more of a, a refined individual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you learn, you learn discipline and mm-hmm. you learn respect. That's, that's, that's very true. Uh, we had, uh, I, I got groomed uh, pretty quickly because I went from uh, an elementary K through five and then right in the, in the sixth grade was my first opportunity to learn what a, a private school was. And, uh, and I, I, it, it quickly turned all the attitude off. You know, my behavior became, uh, you know, quite, you know, in check uh, quite a bit. So there was a few detentions, a few visits to the deans and principal's offices. Uh, but I tell you what, you know, I don't, I don't even want to know where I would have been led had I gone, you know, maybe a public route or any other route, maybe even another public uh, or private school, uh, where I went to, I was, I was very fortunate. And, and luckily for me, there's uh, and, and probably for you as well, you probably 
uh, still stay in touch with some of those old schoolmates. And uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty proud. You know, a lot of them are successful. A lot of them have all become pillars in their community, whether it's through fire department and public service or, or you know, entrepreneurs and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a bond that was created in high school. As a matter of fact, our alumni association, they have a dinner every year in New York City. And I Is that t- right? I typically make it to that dinner. That's fabulous. What, and, a, what uh, a good excuse to get back to the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, as a matter of fact, coming up in June is my uh, 40th anniversary of college graduation. Wow. You, d- you didn't have to divulge that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it also coincides with um, my wife, Robin, and I have been married for 20 years this year. Very so, exciting. Congratulations. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to uh, spend a long weekend in New York with my college graduation uh, buddies and also a trip to uh, the Freedom Towers where we actually got engaged at the World Trade Center before oh, right? it came down. Wow. That's that's pretty heavy, but uh, uh, I've I've yet to revisit. I, I was there uh, as well with with the the twin towers were still erected, and uh, and I, I've yet to go back. Not not through yeah. all of the uh, construction and demolition, all that period. You know, it's been uh, what eighteen years now. Yep. Uh, so for for me as well, I'm I'm looking forward to going back and seeing the you know the memorials and everything else that that they've. Uh, yeah, we've driven by it, but this will be the first time we actually go and i didn't realize it but they actually mm-hmm. have a, a restaurant on the top floor which like they did uh windows of the world windows of the yeah. world and so we uh i gave the the diamond ring right there on the oh, window oh man you're a stud and uh <laughs> we'll be going back there to have a toast and to celebrate that's perfect that's yeah, perfect looking well forward to it. I, I if it's anything like the the original windows of the world uh, you know they wrote the book on fine dining i yep. mean they had one of the best wine cellars i mean um, no, I, 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 you know, being in the restaurant business, a little bit of my history, uh, that was, that was kind of like our, you know, yeah. gold standard, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what we, we measured ourselves upon, you know, uh, very cool. So, well, interesting. I just yeah. to interrupt you that, uh, you mentioned, uh, restaurant industry cause mm-hmm. I spent 12 years in the restaurant industry. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Man, we, we have so much in common. <laughs> I'm so glad we have these talks. Uh, so the family again good upbringing and so forth and then you got married tell us about your you have any kids yeah so um actually being in the restaurant business it was mm-hmm. uh it was difficult to get married young yeah so uh i got married uh just 20 years ago okay and uh we have three children very cool and two grandchildren oh wow and um so our grandchildren live up in georgia and uh, we just spent Christmas with them, which was delightful and wonderful. And they, they, so they must be young, because if you were just married uh, twenty years ago, so you must have some some yeah, young. Well, a little bit of kids. a blend, a little bit of a blended family. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, we've got two kids in their thirties and one okay. in their twenties, and then gotcha. five year old and a six year old grandchildren. Awesome. So, and those are, those are are the best yes. grandchildren. <laughs> and and you said you traveled to go see them. Yeah, we went up to. Uh, um, Werner Robbins, Georgia, which is just oh. south of Macon, Georgia. So mm. about about a six hour drive from here. Yeah, I've I've, I've friends around the uh, Macon area as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's quite nice. You know, you're 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 far enough from the city, but you're yep. but you're still not you're still close enough to do you know uh, a date night or you know go see a, a, a special you know event and and so forth. Uh, and I also have a, a a brother who's on the other side of Atlanta in Decatur. Okay. So he's he's on the other side. But, yeah, Georgia's a great place. Yeah, yeah. that whole uh, Macon, Werner Robbins area, yeah. very, very family-oriented. Right. And, uh, you know, a f- very affordable housing. Right. Uh, our son bought his first house at 21, so very proud of him. That's amazing. What yeah. an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm speaking from, from uh, experience here. Recently, I sold a home and uh, f- some friends, and, and, and that's where they moved to. And they were able to take a little Rockledge uh, home here, you know, about 1,100 square feet, and they totally upgraded up there. Yeah, you yeah, know, and, yeah. it's and wonderful. Now, now they have, like, a nice big yard, you know, acres. They have deer in the backyard. They, they send me pictures all the time. Very, very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, so it's, for, for you to be a homeowner is, 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 is really huge, especially at that, that young of an age. So coming past the family, uh, what do you do as far as uh, fun? What do you do for, like, recreation and well, uh, my wife and I are beach people. Good. We love the beach, and uh, we're very fortunate that for the last five years we've lived in a condo right on the ocean. 
Very fortunate. So I also like to cook, specifically barbecue, so that works out great. So how come I haven't been invited? You, know, you will be. Yeah. For our audience, uh, <laughs> they may not know, but but we're, we're neighbors there in Indian Harbor Beach, except we live a couple blocks away from the beach in a, in a cozy little townhome. Uh, we love it, though. I've, I've lived in Indian Harbor for about 10 years. Yeah. yeah. We, we call it the sleepy little beach town. It's so good, though. And, and we love it. Very it's so, fortunate yeah, it's fair to, to be there. So we like to travel. Uh, just this past fall, we were in, on a uh, European cruise for mm-hmm. 14 days. And month before that, I got to go to Ireland for the first wow. time ever. Uh, How would you like that? Went there with my brother, who's, who had been there once before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we had, we had a wonderful time in Ireland. So a little built-in tour guide with the family. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. awesome. So, so how did it feel going back to the homeland? Uh, it was good. <laughs> it was good to see the countryside. Um, went to Dublin. A couple of days in Dublin was plenty. Just really seeing right. the the rest of Ireland uh, was was really in, an incredible experience. Yeah, of course you went to the famous cliffs. We did. It was, it was actually our first stop. There was it, uh-huh. and then we <laughs> went to a, a little plane. small town, uh, <clears throat> Doolin, right outside the cliffs, and uh, very cool. Uh, a little town with a bed and breakfast and, and three Irish pubs, and we oh, made it. Perfect. We made it to all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. They don't have barbecue in Ireland, though, do they? No, they no no. no. And to be honest, the food isn't spectacular in no. Ireland. <laughs> no, I mean it's uh, and, and they say that with with most of the UK. Yeah, you know, it's, so, it's, but I mean the burgers are good, the fish right. and chips are good, the corned beef and cabbage is good. That's kind of, and the stew and and the, um, some bangers and mash. Yeah, that's kind of about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what they know. You know, the uh, it's 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 an isolated, you know, little island. Yep. You yep. know, so that people don't get that. You know, you just don't have like the amount of agriculture here we have in in the states where there's just you know plenty of of livestock and everywhere. You're on a very isolated Absolutely. portion, so you have to import most of your meats and so forth, and a lot of it's just mutton and, and things that you find, you know, just local, you know, yeah, so a lot yeah. of sheep, a lot of shepherd's pies and, and stuff like that, so uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I, I've, I've heard the same thing, but I tell you what, there's nothing better than a good fish and chips meal. No. I mean, but the people in Ireland, they're the most friendly people, mm-hmm. and everywhere you go, you meet people, and they want to know your story, right? And even the people that you meet that are that are from the states or, or from Australia or from England, of course, they they're in Ireland. Everybody wants to know your story, and everybody is the friendliest person that you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And no matter where we met, we met somebody that had some connection to us is that right? somewhere, whether it was through New York City and my brother's a, a retired police officer oh, well. in New York. And there was always a connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was ama- it was amazing. Yeah, it, it it's, it's only until you go abroad that you find out how small this globe is. I remember traveling in, in Italy, and we met a couple from Austin, and and you know I was like, oh, Austin, Texas, like the, you know that's that's where um, you know the the South by Southwest is, and and you know we had all these different references, and and. Um, you know, so th- there was there was a lot of connection there. We we're doing our laundry in the middle of Venice, yeah. and here's a couple from Texas, and we're just hanging out, loving life. You know, so it's uh, th- you know, that six degrees sometimes becomes even like smaller, like five or you it, know, like four it, it degrees. It does. It really does. It's amazing how small the world is. Yeah. So besides traveling and and hanging out in Ireland, uh, what what else do you do for fun? Well, I I like to read, and really to me, business is fun. Good. And. Uh, Usually on the weekends, uh, if it's not football season, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times working. Yes. Um, and I do like to work out. I go to Health First uh, Pro Health oh, Gym. Good. Fantastic so, facilities. Yeah. So yeah. usually, you know, Saturday and Sunday mornings I'm there. And I have a standing once a month date with my wife for a pedicure on Sunday at noon. <laughs> You're living so, life now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so th- those are some of the things that we like to do. Good. So, uh, you said, you know, business is fun. Do you bring that fun into the workplace? Like, what's, what's the culture like there at yeah. National Drug Screening? So our culture is we're, we're very busy. Um, we don't really have time for a lot of fun, but we try to make some fun. Right. Um, we do the birthdays, and we do uh, the ugly sweater contest. And, <laughs> fun. Um, we, we're going to do a scavenger hunt at our upcoming retreat. Oh. And, uh, We've got inflatable bowling pins that we set up sometimes, and you throw the bowling pin down the, the hall. The, the, okay. And, uh, I like one, to the life size, like everybody wears bowling Yeah, they're about, <laughs> they're, they're about up to your waist. Oh, um, very cool. And we had one of our gals, uh, Jenna, who 
got pregnant, and then okay. all of a sudden we found out that she was going to have twins. Oh, and what a so surprise. I was able to attend my first baby shower at our office, <laughs> <laughs> and because Jenna was is a great employee, great team member, and, and we really enjoyed uh, giving her a shower and 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 seeing how the ladies play their baby shower games. It's quite it's quite amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I haven't been invited too many, especially so. the toss the pampers in the, <laughs> in the uh, garbage can. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you've been to one more uh, baby shower than I have ever been to. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's 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 something that you know. I'll let the, I'll let the, the ladies and the moms do, do, deal with that. Uh, Absolutely. You know, a lot of, a lot of times the, the guys will, will do something uh, totally separate and and uh, and and let let the because that's it's like a formal affair, you know. They they get dressed up. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, yeah. it's it's mimosas. I mean, it's it's very. Well, yeah. we didn't have mimosas. We did it at seven thirty in the morning, right? And that's uh, one of the things we do to keep our uh, our team together and everybody on the same page. And training employees is so very important. Right. Um, every Tuesday morning at seven thirty, we bring in breakfast and we have a team meeting. See, so, all, so, all hands on deck. Good. So, so that that is some of that team building, that culture yeah. that I know for other business owners, they strive to get. You know, there, there's there's a magic to it, and yeah. I think part of that magic is is your personality and and you bringing that fun that and that joy into the workplace, and that and then it just goes viral. Like people just, you know, it's contagious. You know, it's, it's hard to. Yeah, and just that communication and that um, getting together, you know, and we, you know, we spend 15 minutes having breakfast and just right. everybody's talking away like this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it took me five minutes to get their attention to start the meeting, but that was fine because I love that because everybody's just communicating with each other and getting to know each other. The whether, energy's up, yeah. Whether they're there for six months or six years. Perfect. You're exactly right. The energy was, was is just totally up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we can communicate – you know, issues and, and how to do things better and more technical training that we may need. And, and in today's age of technology and, and the Internet and everything online, sure. it's just so very important that everybody be in tune with that. And, and you know, it's people aren't always, you know, they haven't always grown up in that. I didn't, but, you know, exactly. so, so I learn a lot at our meetings too, especially from the younger people that, that grew up with a phone in their hand. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been very uh, technology forward though. Uh, yep. we, be, before the show, we were uh, kind of uh, reminiscing about the, uh, the video work you guys do. Like you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So we, uh, very aggressive marketing, mm-hmm. um, Actually, in college, I have a degree in marketing. Oh, very cool. Uh, also a degree in accounting. And um, I started business in college a semester behind because I started out in biology. Mm. Quickly found out it was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into accounting. So I was yeah. kind of behind one semester with, with accounting. So I, I took extra marketing classes to graduate on time, then finished the last semester of accounting in the summer to get also the the accounting degree. But right. Um, you know, one of my favorite books is Guerrilla Marketing. Very good and book. And in, in some of the businesses that I've been in as an entrepreneur, mm. there wasn't a lot of money to do a lot of expensive paid marketing. Sure. So Guerrilla Marketing has always been something that I've done. But just being aggressive in marketing. And so with the Internet, we're extremely aggressive, and that is part of you know doing business all over the country. And with YouTube – we have found that you know it's a very large search engine, probably the second biggest or third biggest, and oh. so we started putting videos on YouTube, right. and the videos educate our customers, educate our prospects, get lots of hits from uh, people that are Googling for something, whatever it might be. Right. So it greatly increases our search engine optimization. And so we started that about two years ago, Last year, we ramped it up. We probably got about 85 videos on our YouTube channel. That's a good catalog. And we're probably going to add about 20, 28 this year mm-hmm. and uh, continue on that trend. So being that you're in that drug screening space, and uh, you know, I, I'm just uh, – forgive me. I've, I guess I haven't watched enough of your videos. <laughs> so how many – I mean, I guess there's a lot of, lots of topics. I mean, you, you brought in a, uh, a book – uh, as well, uh, this, this describing the industry, I guess there is a, that many topics about drug screening. 
Yeah, so, you know, people think maybe it's a simple thing, drug screening right. or drug testing, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, an employer sends somebody for a drug test and they get back a result. Right. But there's a lot of things that happen in between. Okay. And the employer also, besides sending someone for a drug test, before they ever did that, they should have had a company policy about drug testing. And that company policy needs to be written properly and in compliance with state and federal laws. That makes sense. And they should have trained their supervisors on what the policy says and Mm -hmm. what the consequences are. And also train their supervisor on how to recognize signs and symptoms of someone that might be under the influence at work. Gotcha. And that's what my book is about, okay? Yeah. Reasonable suspicion drug testing. Yeah, so, show, show the camera. So we wrote this book to help employers give this to their supervisors to help them understand how to recognize signs and symptoms of someone that might be under the influence of alcohol or drugs. And at that particular time, to get them out of the workplace. Right. Because they're a safety risk. Right. They could hurt themselves. They could hurt someone else. And they also need a drug and alcohol test. So there's, there's now documentation right. that this person violated company policies. Exactly. The other thing that's part of that program, it's, it's actually a five-step program. So I'm talking about a policy, mm-hmm. supervisor training, educating employees. Right. Giving employees access to get help if they have a drug or alcohol problem. So we call that an employee assistance program. And many companies have that or is included in health insurance. Or we provide resources to our clients. Because the important part about drug testing, you know, in the United States, it really got started in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't just, you know, give them a drug test. If they're positive, get rid of them. It was give them a drug test. If they're positive, Let's see if they want to get help. Great. And if okay. they want to get help, let's get them help. Let's get them clean. Let's keep them working. Right. And then the fifth step is is the drug test. So all those things that I just mentioned, that's about 20 videos right there. And it sounds like it. Because we, get, we give short videos on one particular topic because of people don't want to spend an hour necessarily watching a video. We give them right. a five-minute video. Right. For example, one of the biggest questions and the biggest search terms that we see is, Somebody types in, what is a negative dilute result? Mm. And so what is that? Right. <laughs> okay. And so we, we educate on that. It's really a situation where the person that went for the drug test drinks a lot of water. Right. And their, their urine was kind of more water than urine. Right. <laughs> and there, there may be one or two reasons why that happened. Mm. One may be they were doing it on purpose right. to try and dilute their specimen. The other reason may be that a lot of people today just drink a lot of water. They're trying to lose weight. It's more healthy. They're involved with sports. Oh, yeah. Hydration is huge. They work out a lot. So the company Mm -hmm. policy has to kind of figure out in advance, what do we do when we get a negative result? The lab told us it's negative. They also told us it was somewhat dilute. Gotcha. So as, as, you know, with with the audience that that are listening and and watching today, they they got to understand that this is this is a multifaceted uh, uh, solution and and you know so you even though you have a product, you you have more services. Yeah, we actually call it a service because uh-huh. you know you can go to a local doctor's office or a local urgent care clinic and right. sometimes they sell drug testing, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But do they really understand those five components of a actual drug free workplace policy? Gotcha. And did you really understand what the state laws are here in Florida or if you're another state? Did they really understand what the federal laws are? And and the, the biggest emphasis of our programs for employers hmm. is to reduce any exposure to liability in their drug and alcohol testing program. Because there's been a history of people Be- who have been tested suing companies? Yeah, so if you test somebody and right. you didn't have – the I's dotted and the T's crossed and the proper policy, did the proper test, you didn't confirm the positive result, you didn't have it go through a medical review officer process, which I'll talk about. Mm -hmm. If you did any of those things wrong and you fired somebody and then they're driving down the road and they see a billboard that says, you know, Morgan and Morgan. Right. <laughs> have, 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 you been, for them. have you been unjustly <laughs> fired from your job? Right. And it come to find out the testing was done all wrong. Oh, man. So, so there's, there's potential exposure liability. And, and your 
and what you do, you you actually help with your clients preventing all of that, giving them the complete story, the complete solution, instead of just like here's a test, go go pee in the exactly, the exactly. Yeah. Here, do you have a policy? We'll we'll read it. We'll look at it. Do you don't have a policy? We'll help you develop one. The policy should have clear consequences. Right. That you know you don't treat one person different from another person. That's very the, important. That's yeah. the other potential of a lawsuit. Right. Um, and that everything's being done right from the point that you tell someone they need to have a drug test. And, you know, mm-hmm. a classic example is somebody calls us up and says, we want to do a drug test on John here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of acting funny. We want to do a random drug test on him. Oh. And we say, well, uh, do, have you documented what you mean by acting funny, number one? Sure. Uh, number two, as someone has a supervisor observed these actions, and number three, there's nothing random about doing that test. Right. It's called a reasonable suspicion test. Mm. And if you call it the wrong thing, right. when you go to court, the attorney's going to say, can you explain to me the scientifically valid computerized random selection process that was used to randomly select my client? Right. There was no randomly selected no. <laughs> procedure or scientifically valid method. It's That's you got to call it. You got to call it what it is. Right. That that is that is fascinating. So I'm learning. I'm learning a bunch already uh, uh, over, over here. I hope I hope some of our listeners and audience watching today are also uh, learning quite a bit. Uh, real quick, I just want to uh, kind of give uh, again credit to to Joe. Uh, you were recognized by the Space Coast uh, Business. Uh, Space Coast Living. Uh, not only do they do uh, an online component, but they also have a really nice glossy magazine yep. uh, that that comes out uh, on a monthly uh, basis. And they recognized you and gave you an award. Tell us about that. Yeah, they did. I was I was very honored for 2018 Space Coast Business Magazine, Space Coast Living Magazine. Mm-hmm. They do an annual dinner and they give awards to top business leaders right. on the Space Coast. I think there were six or five or six right. or seven. And one of those awards is the uh, Bernie Simpkins Entrepreneurial Award. Right. And so I was honored as the Entrepreneur of the Year for 2018 from the Space Coast Business, Space Coast Living magazine. That's amazing. They had, an, they had a gala dinner and presented the awards yep. and got up on stage and accepted the award. Um, you were there. It was great to see I, you there. I, I was, and and you had a, mo- a very moving speech. Yeah, yeah thank you. Moving, thank yeah. you. And I was able to bring, uh, uh, of course, my wife Robin and mm-hmm. some dear friends and about uh, half a dozen of our team at National Drug Screening. So, And it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, because Space Coast Business Magazine – Back in 2008, they did an article on me. <laughs> yeah, and and the the name of the article was "Once an Entrepreneur, Always an Entrepreneur." Very cool. So, so t- ten years later, they, yeah, you finally I, get recognized. Yeah, and I have that, of course, hanging in my office. You know, oh, the, yeah. the magazine, and now I have the new one. Oh, they, they, in there they, also. you got a, a very handsome plaque. They got yeah, a beautiful plaque with a, a great photo. They have a great photographer there. Yeah. Um, I think his name is Josh, and uh, does excellent work. Really good photographer. Yeah. Yeah. So you made the cover. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So re- very honored with that. Do you remember which uh, edition? If, if anybody wants to go uh, look back, it's the remember? December issue of Space Coast Business. Oh, it was yeah. Okay, December, okay. So September two thousand eighteen. It's probably on newsstands. Yeah, it's already. also. Um, I think the new magazine is is for January is just coming out. Right. I, know, I know Space Coast Living came out earlier this week. Right, right. And uh, and also online, you know, you can Google Space Coast Business Business Leaders of mm-hmm. the Year. And you can see all the business leaders. And, and they were all, you know, all of their stories were phenomenal. Right. Um, one of the award winners uh, that runs the, uh, you know, the Space Center area yes. up there was, was actually an astronaut from the, from the shuttle. Yeah. And, and really interesting talking to, talking to him. He, yeah. I mean, how profound. You know, I mean, somebody, you know, you got to share the stage with somebody who went to space, you know. Exactly. It was and, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, tell us. You know, we we have some entrepreneurs out there in the audience, and uh, and you've done great things. Uh, we we've just talked about some some uh, goals for for you and your business, uh, and it looks like you're trying to increase about twenty percent of revenue, and that's a gross revenue. Uh, for that entrepreneurs that's listening today, they see you as an inspiration. You've 
grown a, a big national brand. You're you're making videos. You're having fun doing it. Uh, what what could you tell somebody who's just kind of you know beginning uh, their stride? Sure, and there's there's a lot of things, but to break it down into right. some of the basics, right. okay? Um, you got to have focus. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have laser clear focus. You've got to define what is your product and service right. very clearly. Write it down mm-hmm. if you don't have it written down. You got to define where your market is. Is it just Florida? Is it just Brevard County? Is it all of the United States? Is it all of the world? Right. And don't make it all of the world if you're not ready for that. <laughs> and don't make it all of the United States if you're not ready for that. Exactly. So you define your product. You define, you know, where you're selling it. Mm-hmm. You define how you're going to promote it. And if you don't have a lot of money to promote, uh, there's things you can do. There's, you know, make sure you're registered with Google. Mm-hmm. You know, have a blog on your website. Write, write blog pages. That mm-hmm. doesn't really cost a lot of money. Exactly. You know, get get some social media going. Mm-hmm. You know, put your post your blogs on Facebook or LinkedIn and Twitter, and lead people back to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, define your pricing structure so that you know when someone calls up. And, and probably one of the biggest pieces of advice, because I see it all the time right. with my competitors, is answer the phone. Really? Is that easy? Answer the phone. <laughs> and when you answer the phone, answer the phone. listen yeah. not to reply. Right. Listen with intent to understand mm-hmm. and be ready to sell. That's right. Because today, in our world today, when somebody calls you, they probably want to buy something. Exactly. And if you're not ready to sell it right then and there... There's there's an issue. You're, you're going to lose them right away. You got to be ready to sell. So those are just some key things mm-hmm. that that I would encourage for an entrepreneur to take advantage of. And, and another one other really important thing is that that you know your competitors sometimes can't duplicate because they don't take the time and effort. Right. Is knowledge is power. Know your product, know your industry, knowledge is power. If you know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. that can be the difference between somebody going with your competitor. So wow. that's the thing that differentiates you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what you're talking about, and they just got off the phone with someone who didn't really know what they were talking about. <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're in, in your business, were you always. Uh, business to consumer or were you b2b starting out for like big enterprise level yeah so we we started back in 1993 uh-huh. uh with with drug testing just kind of really fell into it just right. uh learned that florida had passed a law that said if you implement a drug-free workplace program mm-hmm. not just drug testing but a program you could save five percent on workers comp oh mandated by statute Still in effect today, so a business right. can save five percent. So, we started out focusing on Florida businesses that had high workers' comp rates, right? Because they could save money, of course. And um, great market. We we found out at some point in time later um, that United States Department of Transportation requires drug testing of truck drivers and aviation entities and oil and gas entities exactly. and transit systems. So. A, a whole market of businesses that are required to have drug and alcohol testing programs. Mm. Then we started getting calls from individuals. That's kind of From, from consumers. How'd they find you? Well, this is kind of when the internet started, when right. it first started, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. um, we put up a website early on, okay? Um, I'm trying to think. I either built it myself or had somebody build it, but... About two years later, I find I found somebody that knew how to really build one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to quickly just just go there because okay. yeah. we did have it uh, up here. So tell tell us about this this website and and and, and so you got it up first. Yeah, so this, the this, dot com era. This, this is not the one we got up. You know, back, back in the nineties, right. but we got a website up and and we started getting calls from individuals who wanted to buy a drug test. That's so fun. And I, and I tell this all the time to people because about 30% of our business is consumer business. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, why would an individual want to buy a drug test? Okay. And there's multiple reasons for it. Okay. Um, and it happens almost every day. A, a matter of fact, it does happen every day. We probably get 25 phone calls a day from an individual that wants to buy a drug test. So why? Well, the number one reason is they're on probation. 
somewhere in the United States, they're on probation, and they've been told by their probation officer to get a drug test done. Oh. And often they've been told to get one done twice a month. Right. So we go ahead and sell them twice a month and give them a discount to buy them all up front. The other reasons are some type of court-ordered situation, uh, individuals going through divorce or child custody cases, uh, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends accusing each other of using drugs, uh, parents that may think that their children might be using drugs or their children are using drugs, they've admitted it, and they've, they've sworn that they're going to stay clean, so it's accountability. Right. And to be quite honest, some people get a drug test done because they know they're going for a job next week and <laughs> right. they want to make sure they're clean. So that, that, that's just so fascinating. It's so fascinating how, you know, you being more of, uh, of an unconventional, you know, type of, uh, you know, you, you, you were in public. But yeah. people sourced you. They found you. And, uh, and, and so that sparked your now business-to-consumer uh, uh, revenue. Uh, yep. and, 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 um, and, and, uh, you know, portion of the business. Has, where has that, uh, where, where has that now led you to, uh, what, what has it involved, uh, evolved into? Well, on, on the consumer side, it's evolved into really having a call center of people that mm-hmm. answer the phone and sell tasks to those consumers all over the country, every day in every nook and cranny in the United States, and they say, well, here's where I am. Right. I need to get a drug test today or tomorrow. And we say, based on our computer systems, mm-hmm. yes, we have a facility. We can send you in there right away. Or you're in some remote area. We'll find you a facility, and we'll call you back in 30 minutes. Fascinating. So we've, we've got uh, five to six people that, that basically all they do. Okay. Then, then we have business to business. Right. So we have businesses all over the United States. Mm that call us that want to set up a drug-free workplace program. And they have found information on our website that is relevant information, helping them to understand that it's not just a drug test and it's not just having someone pee in a cup and send it off. There's multiple facets to it. So, and and a part of our business that has helped us is taking advantage of technology. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the latest software system available today very robust that can help us order a drug test and get the result back to the employer client and typically within 24 hours well so do you have your own lab no we utilize uh, major laboratories like quest diagnostics and LabCorp. gotcha and then those laboratories have facilities all over the united states that collect urine okay and then they're sent out to their la- the laboratory is a big facility right lockdown key card entry sure, sure nobody ever people think i'm going to the lab for my drug test right nobody ever goes to the lab for their drug test right. <laughs> they, they go to what we call a collection facility right right the urine is collected and the big labs like quest and LabCorp, they have their own planes at the airports and right. a- every day a courier brings a truckload of specimens they put them on the plane and they're at the lab at five o'clock tomorrow morning that's fascinating. They start testing at 5.30, right. and by 9.30, we start getting drug test results mm-hmm. because we're electronically connected with those labs through technology. It, well, it's got to be encrypted. You don't want uh, it, very results secure, very, or, yeah. very encrypted, uh, locked down. Right. If you put if you put the wrong password in, you get locked out. You have to right. be reset. You oh have to goodness. change your password every 90 days. Oh, wow. All, all types of very strict security there. It so- sounds like it's quite regimented. So how, how much would you say now that uh, you've gone into the uh, public consumer space, how much of that revenue is now generated from uh, offering you know individuals uh, a drug screen? Yeah, so um, we, ca- we kind of have like three major segments of, of revenue or three major markets. Okay. We're, one is consumer sales, is about 30% of our business. 30%? 30%, yeah. Well, that's a pretty magical number. It I mean, is. that's that's it that's is. a significant it amount. Is. Okay, so, and then, uh, and I, I want I want to keep this quick. I, I promise I want to keep uh, too much of your time. Okay. And I want to, well, you know, just like you're doing five-minute uh, YouTube uh, videos. Exactly. You know, I don't want this to be somewhere, you know, get into something that's uh, that's too much to digest for somebody uh, well, I really could break. talk about this for I could tell. tomorrow morning. I could, I could tell. <laughs> and uh, and we, we may just have to bring you on over and over again, Joe. You just have to be a regular uh, guest here. Uh, so tell me about your facility now. It, it's, okay. it's, it's headquartered in, in Brevard County? Yeah, yeah. We're over on uh, off Hibiscus Boulevard in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we've got about 4,000 square feet. And again, we, okay. don't, we don't do any drug testing at our facility, right. and we don't collect any air in there. Fascinating. We, we're administrators. We're consultants. We're administrators, mm-hmm. and we're process people. We process everything, and our technology sends it out to get it ordered, right. gets results back through the lab. And the last piece that's really important is every drug test result for an employer goes through what's called a medical review officer mm-hmm. or an MRO. Mm-hmm. A medical review officer, and we have five of them that work for us. They're based out of Denver, Colorado. It's, oh, well. a, it's an outsourced uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all work for the same company. They review every positive drug test result. Right. Okay. And they call every single donor on the phone and they say, Jesse, we got your drug test result back. Mm. You're positive for opiates, let's say, for example. Sure. And they'll say, is there any medical explanation for that? Do you have any prescriptions? Gotcha. And you may say, well, yeah, I have a prescription for codeine. I have back pain. Right. And I take codeine. And the MRO will say, okay, Jesse, that's good. We're going to need your um, pharmacy's phone number and the prescription number. Mm-hmm. We're going to verify that. If it verifies your employer's going to get the result back as negative. Wow. If, if there's no medical explanation, right. your employer's going to get the result back as positive. So people get people get antsy about a drug test because maybe they're taking a prescribed drug. Right. All that is ruled out before the employer ever gets the result. Fascinating. And this is this is out of my curiosity. Uh are are you or ha- has the technology evolved to where now you could because it, it's it's more than just alcohol and the the methamphetamine and the barbiturates are are, are people are you finding that there's a trend or, or is, is it just something you know of my imagination but are we, are we looking now for like psychotropic drugs like uh prozac or antidepressants i mean is it how how many different varieties of drugs are you able to to, to yeah. look for you know in workplace testing we're not they're not really getting into that much of an expanded panel so a okay. panel is what it's called gotcha. and a lot of it has to be balanced out with the cost of testing right and what an employer can afford because sure. for prozac for example any test with prozac in it's going to be hundreds of dollars right okay so basically in the workplace market mm-hmm. we do what's called a five panel drug test or right. a 10 panel drug test okay. okay the five panel is marijuana cocaine opiates, PCP, mm-hmm. and amphetamines, which includes things like methamphetamine, right. MDA, MDMA, mm-hmm. and ecstasy. Okay. The opiates is a, including things like codeine, morphine, heroin, mm-hmm. oxycotton, oxycodone, oxymorphone, hydrocodone, hydromorphone, things like wow. that. Okay. Right. And so that's becoming the standard, uh, the United States Department the, of Transportation. The 10-panel. That five-panel oh, five what panel. I just okay. mentioned. That's becoming the standard because the standard typically derives from what United States Department of Transportation, DOT, is requiring. I see. So that's if you're a truck driver, that's the test you get. Right. If you're an airline pilot, that's the test you get. Gotcha. You get. Now, to go to the 10 panel, just real quick, there are some companies that want to go a little bit further, barbiturates, benzodiazepines, propoxypine, oh. methadone, and methaqualone. I have very, very little <laughs> knowledge about most of those. Yeah. And, and methaqualone's kind of going away because that's quaaludes. No, nobody's taken a quaalude in the United States in 15 years. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even though, uh, you know, they, they've been romanticized on some, uh, you know, pop culture uh, films and, and so forth. Uh, and, uh, yeah, even, you know, I think my, even my mom is, is guilty. Uh, sorry, Mom. Uh, but but she remembers those times when in the very early '80s, and she's like, I haven't seen them for you know thirty, forty years. You know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, it's 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 almost like an archaic thing. I mean, yeah. I, I think if you were to find one, uh, it don't it you'd probably have it framed, not 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 a, a you know ingested. Uh, well, very cool. Uh, again, I, I, I promise to, to kind of try to keep this concise. I know we could go on and on. Uh, I haven't really looked at uh, the, the Facebook uh, video to see if. Uh, that you know we're, we're streaming at to see if anybody's uh, inquired uh, about any uh, questions or anything else. Let me see if I could find anybody uh, that has not. Now, of course, I've 
turn it on. Well, thank you all for staying tuned. Let's see. Um, <laughs> hey, Aggie. Looks like my, my wife has been uh, pretty active on the comments. Thank you so much, honey, for tuning in. You're so funny. I hope she shared it. No, she did share it. She did share it. And, uh, Hi, Aggie. And again, this is uh, just the very uh, beginning of uh, Business Lead Brevard Edition, where we bring business leaders, movers, shakers, uh, industry uh, leaders, uh, the people who are making the moves in, in our beautiful community here on the Space Coast. And of course, the inaugural guest, there's only one. And uh, Joe Raleigh, thanks so much for, for joining me here today. I really hope you had fun. I did have fun, and thanks for having me, and, and hopefully I'll be able to come back. You got it. You got it. So so for all those uh, employers, if you need the policy uh, re-looked at, uh, if, uh, what are some other uh, action steps that somebody may want to take, Joe? Real Definitely quick. the policy, especially today with medical marijuana. Oh. Because if you have a policy written 20 years ago, nobody right. ever heard of medical marijuana. I didn't even think about that. Uh, that, so, that that's a whole other show, to be honest. That is you. another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So uh, for, for those who are watching on Facebook, as you can see, if you'd like to be a guest, uh, just give me a call, 321-877-8737. And, of course, you can find the, the podcast, the audio on demand at all of your uh, favorite places where you enjoy listening to podcasts. So whether it's iTunes, Spotify, and soon Pandora. We, we applied for Pandora. Very 76 cool. million users. Yeah, yeah. So Pandora is getting on the podcast step here in uh, 2019. It's a, it's, a, it's a big year for uh, all kinds of businesses. And, and, of course, much success, Joe. I know you have some lofty goals, 20% more than last year, which was 20% more than the year before. So I, I, re- I re- really wish you all the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. And uh, from all of us here at Space Coast Podcast and Business Elite, uh, Business Elite uh, Brevard Edition, we hope you guys have a great day. And, of course, if there's anything you need, please reach out to uh, Joe. You can find him not only uh, at his uh, office on Hibiscus, uh, but is there an email you want to just let, let the listeners? Yeah, every, everything's nationaldrugscreening.com. So okay. Joe at nationaldrugscreening.com. Or oh, just, your personal email. J- just <laughs> www.nationaldrugscreening.com. Yeah, I answer the phone and I, and I, and I return phone calls. Really you're, important. You're, you're hands-on. All right. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for, for staying tuned. And until uh, next time, we love you. And, uh, of course, may your business be a much uh, success. Thank you so much.